Hi, this is Werner Reinecke. I hope today's short devotional will encourage all of you. But first, we need to turn to one of those passages in the Bible that feels like it knocks you over the head. It is found in James chapter 1 verse 6 and states, The one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Someone who quotes this passage often also turns to Hebrews 11 verse 6, which says, And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. I read an article recently where the author said that we immediately exclude God when we doubt and that we cannot receive anything from God when we doubt. But is this the whole truth? Let's read that passage in James 1 in context from verse 5 to 8. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. The doubt referred to in this passage then has to do with asking God for wisdom. And the word anything also refers to wisdom. When we ask God for wisdom during trials and tribulations, we really ought to believe that He will answer. And you'll remember that at the end of the book of Jude, it states, Have mercy on those who doubt. Perhaps, as someone once said, Not all doubt is the same. Therefore, mercy towards doubters doesn't always look the same. Now let's briefly consider how Jesus treated those who doubted. Firstly, in Matthew, we have the scene where the disciples see Jesus walking on the water. Starting verse 29, it says, Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? What did Jesus do when he saw Peter's doubt? He reached out and caught him. Secondly, in John 20, Jesus reappeared to his disciples, this time with Thomas in the room. Starting verse 27, Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe, Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. What did Jesus do? He asked Thomas to reach out and touch him. There was no rebuke. Jesus then extends a blessing to us who did not see. Finally, in Matthew 28, at the ascension of Jesus, it reads from verse 16, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, 
to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations. Now the Greek word translated doubt here often refers to a wavering, hesitant uncertainty, a general lack of confidence. What made some of the disciples waver on that Galilean mountain? We are not told. But notice Jesus' response. Not a stinging rebuke, but he rather came to them, gave them a task, and then promised he would always be with them. Notice that in each case, Jesus took the initiative to reassure. I do hope that you found these encouraging thoughts. Let us pray. Father, please help us to understand that you love us more than we can ever understand. Please help us to be open about our fears, our worries and our doubts, so that we can pray for each other and find our encouragement in you. Amen.